0: We are the Bride Radio as the voice of the true Bride of Christ.
1: WATV Radio seeks to inform and engage the Bride of Christ The views and opinions expressed in this show do not necessarily reflect the views of We Are The Bride Ministries, We Are The Bride Radio, or We Are The Bride Television. Thank you.
0: Welcome to Fireside Chat with Dr. June Knight.
1: Today, we are talking about The idol of your homes, the idol of your homes, of buildings, and location. And you say, well, how can that be an idol? Well, let me read it to you. I pray everyone's having a good morning. Alright, let's see here. Let me go over here. Can you believe we're on day number 38? We've only got two days left. I'm so sad. This has been such a great adventure. And a great call. It really has. Okay. Idol number 38. Lord, we repent for putting buildings, houses, and, and location above you. We will make this an idol because we refuse to give it up, share it with you, or use it to help the poor and our communities. Sometimes we will think so highly of ourselves that we will not allow the poor in. We will not use the beauty and blessing you gave us to help others. We will hoard it all to ourselves, saying, It's mine, mine, all mine, like you showed us in your word yesterday in Luke 12. That attitude makes you furious. He actually killed the person, remember? God help us to not be stingy with our blessings, but use it to bless others. Lord, helping the demonically oppressed and possessed people is messy. And sometimes we do not want to bring that in our buildings. We think so highly of our buildings that we cannot risk bringing that in lord forgive us for this mentality forgive us for having such abundance and when calamity hits we cannot even use it to help dying people forgive us for that lord lord forgive us for not obeying you when you ask us to move into certain neighborhoods to minister and we refuse to obey you because we think we're better than that Forgive us for not wanting to leave our buildings, locations, or homes to obey you. Forgive us, Lord, for assuming that we cannot experience you unless we are in a building in a corporate atmosphere. Lord, forgive us for comparing you to a building. You are everywhere. We can have church any place where two or more are gathered. We can have church in a tent, in a house, in a barn, etc. Forgive us for making buildings an idol. Lord, forgive us for putting our homes above family and you. We think so highly of our worldly possessions that we push family away and others because we're always improving it and do not make time for what really matters, which is church, God, and family. We can become so obsessed with looking better than others, better than the Joneses, that we neglect all the important things. Forgive us of this, Lord. Forgive us for putting material things above what really matters. Isn't that something, Brian? Uh, The Lord actually woke me up this morning and told me to change this idol. We had it originally as locations or buildings and locations, but the Lord said, I want you to add homes. So it's our homes, buildings, and locations. Okay, so I want you to know that I use the King James Bible in my Bible studies, and on my phone, I use the Holy Bible, which is the U version app, and that's the little man that talks to us every morning. So let's turn in our Bibles to Ecclesiastes chapter two. The Lord is so funny how He gives these scriptures. I'm like Ecclesiastes for homes, you know. It is funny, but it's so amazing how He does this. This whole adventure that we have been on with the uh, 40 days and the 40 idols has just been amazing. Okay, Ecclesiastes Channel Chapter 2. Let's pray. Lord, we thank you for today, Lord. And we do repent on behalf of this idol, Lord. We ask you to forgive us, Lord, for putting these buildings and material things above you, Lord. Forgive us for not using our abundance. And the things that you have blessed us with. To have the audacity, Lord. To say that it's mine, mine, and all mine. And to hoard it all to myself. When there's others, that can be blessed by it as well. Help us, Lord, to have giving spirits, giving hearts. To be able to help others with the abundance that you have blessed us with, Lord. Speak to us today in your word, Lord. You chose this chapter So teach us through it, and we pray that we will have ears to hear what the Spirit is saying to the church this morning. In Jesus' name, amen. Alright, let's go ahead and get our Bibles open to Ecclesiastes chapter 2. I gotta tell y'all something, Brad. The Word of God. (laughs) This is the joy of all joys. Listen, the Word of God is so precious. It's like just... Uh, the greatest thing ever, being able to feed off of this every day. Remember, Bride, I was teaching you that this is a mirror. You know, for many years, I was wondering, what does that scripture mean? (laughs) When the Lord says that the Word of God is a mirror. It means that while I'm reading this, which is written and made by a tree, not written, but made by a tree, a worldly tree, the words on it, literally pop off and come in me. It's a transference. It's a mirror. It pops off, it comes in me. And then it examines my heart. It examines me. And then so as my eyes are focused on this tree, which i remember I told you we're a tree in the spirit. We bear much fruit for the Lord. We're a tree planted by the water. We're attached to the vine and all this, you know. That while I'm reading it, It is a supernatural experience that happens when you read the Word of God. It reads you. It examines you. It, uh, you know, tests you and tries you. It teaches you. That's why sometimes we say, wow, look at that. That Word just pops out and it just grabs your spirit. And you're like, yes, oh, this is so amazing. It's an amazing thing that happens. This is why I encourage people, stick to the written Word. This is going to turn against us in the future technology. Don't get attached to this. Put this down. This. Touch it and experience it and let it minister to you. Okay, so let's go chapter 2, Ecclesiastes chapter 2. All right. Enjoying his house, ain't he? Born
0: in my house. Also, I had great possessions of great and small cattle above all that were in Jerusalem before me. I gathered me also silver and gold, and the peculiar treasure of kings and of the provinces. I gathered me men singers and women singers, and the delights of the sons of men as musical instruments, and that of all
1: sorts. Let me pause, Brad. Do you remember yesterday in our Bible study in Luke chapter 12? where God talked to us about the man, the rich man, that was like, oh, look at all the fruit of my hard labor and all the work. Look at all these things that I have. I'm so proud of what I have. And God struck that man dead. Why? Because we make it a God. Let's keep going. That's what this guy is saying. I've got all this and this and this. Let's see what happens.
0: So I was great. I kept not from them I withheld not my heart from any joy for my heart rejoiced in all my labor and this was my portion of all my labor and I looked on all the works that my hands had wrought and on the labor that I had labored to do and behold all was vanity and vexation of spirit and there was no profit under the sun and I turned myself to behold wisdom and madness and folly what can the man do that cometh after the king, even that which hath been already done? Then I saw that wisdom excelleth folly, as far as light excelleth darkness. Wow. man's eyes are in his head, but the fool walketh in darkness.
1: And I myself perceive also that one event happeneth to them all. Wow. He's saying, I had it all. I bought anything I want. Anything I wanted, anything I lusted after I got it, I had it all. And then I looked and realized it's all vanity. Because right here in that scripture, he says, All things happen the same to them all. In verse 14, the wise man's eyes are in his head, but the fool walketh in darkness. And I myself perceived also that one event happens to them all. Remember, Brian, when we was talking yesterday about our careers on our deathbeds, we're not saying, oh, I wish I had more career. I wish I had more material things. I wish I had this. No, they're saying, where is God and where is family? This is the most important thing. And what we're learning today is that all these material things, they're going to fade away. But what is the most important thing? God and family. You know, this year, I believe that in 2018 is going to be the year of the restoration to the family. People are going to realize we've made gods out of all these things. We are slaving ourselves to death for what? And we have lost our families. We have lost our friends. We have focused on ourselves and neglected what is the most important thing to me. They're going to realize this is all vanity. This is the most important thing to me. Let's keep going.
0: Then said I in my heart, as it happeneth to the
1: They're all the same.
0: Because the word that is wrought under the sun is grievous unto me. For all is vanity and vexation of spirit.
1: Okay, you know I think about that scripture that says, Oh no man anything. Why? Because you're a slave. You're a slave until you pay that off. Oh, no man anything. See what he, that's what he is saying here. There is no remembrance of the wise man more than the fool forever. Uh, they all die the same. Okay, so let's keep going here.
0: Hey, I hated all my labor which I had taken under the sun because I should leave it unto the man that shall be after
1: me. Yeah, I've worked all this time for all this and I'm just going to give it to my kids. And in the meantime, I've lost my family and I've lost my friends and my relationship with God and my church. And who knoweth
0: whether he shall be a wise man or a fool? shall he have rule over all my labor wherein I have labored and wherein I have shown myself wise under the sun this is also vanity therefore I went about to cause my heart to despair of all the labor which I took under the sun for there is a man whose labor is in wisdom and in knowledge and in equity yet to a man that hath not labored therein shall he leave it for his portion this also is vanity and a great evil what hath man of all his labor and of the vexation of his heart wherein he hath labored under the sun for all his days are sorrows and his travail
1: grief. yea his heart taketh not rest in the night this is also vanity see what happens is is you know we get caught in this trap of material things I want the best I want to look like the best I want to be better than the Joneses I want to have the best house. I want to have the best car. I want to look good in front of people. It's my image, my image, my image, my image. Then we become hoarders. Mine, 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 mine. Then we become slaves, slaves, slaves. Because now I have to work all the time to pay for all this just to have this image. I neglect my family. I neglect church. And I neglect God. For what? It's all going to go away. It's only material things. Your family needs your time. Your family needs you. God needs you. He needs your time. You know, sometimes people won't live less than because they refuse to look that way. They refuse for their image. You know, they uh, live above their means. You know, they're constantly borrowing from Peter to pay Paul. It's vanity. What for? On your deathbed, you're going to say, what did I do? Oh, please give me my car. I want to put my car in my grave with me. Oh, give me my house. I want to put my house in my grave with me. No, I want my son. I want my daughter. Please, I want to make sure I'm right with God. What have I done in my 50 years on this planet? In my 100 years on this planet, What have I done with my life? I've worked myself to death. For what? For what? When I die, it's going to go to the kids. All I did was pay, 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 pay. And then it's just stuck in this cycle. And then I die. I didn't leave a legacy. I didn't obey the Lord. I didn't do nothing. I just worked for material things. All is vain. Let's keep going. That is nothing. Okay, in other words, it's kind of like an Egyptian. The way I'm seeing what God is saying here, it's like we we learned in Leviticus 19. When we were studying about tattoos, God, why do you say this about tattoos? Like, what is your heart? He's basically saying, I wanted you to come out of Egypt. I don't want you to look like Egypt. I don't want you to act like Egypt. I don't want you to carry on their traditions. You are my people. I'm putting you over here in the promised land. And I want to give you freedom so you can worship me in freedom. I want you to obey my statutes. You know, I am your Lord. And that's what I see right here, what he is saying. In the Egyptian culture, you know, Egyptian is comparing to the world. In the worldly culture, we must do things the way the world says it. All the movies, TV shows, advertisings, everything is so glamorous Oh, you've got to look like this, you've got to act like this, and you've got to have this, and you've got to have that. Listen, people, I know. This is my major, marketing and advertising. I want you, you have to look like this, you have to look like that, you have to. But in the kingdom of God, we don't. In the kingdom of God, it's a totally different mandate from God. For God giveth it to a man that is good in his sight. Wisdom, we need wisdom knowledge, and joy. But to the sinner is all that. That's how the sinner lives. Vain, gain, gain gimme, give gimme, give gimme. Give I got to build higher. I got to look better. I got to act better. I got to, you know, everything is like a grabbing for vainness, a grabbing into the air for satisfaction, all the worldly things. The most important thing is wisdom, knowledge, and joy. Because joy in the Lord. Because you know what, bride? You can have joy when everything else collapses. You can have joy if the lights go out. You can have joy if the government shuts down. You can have joy if your husband leaves you. You can have joy if your life falls apart. And if people don't talk to you anymore and people abandon you, you can have joy. The outward circumstances do not affect our inward relationship with God. I keep saying this, but you need to know this because of what's coming down the pike to the church. We cannot be affected by the outward circumstances. And remember too, everything we own is not ours, it's God's. If God wants his house, He can have it. If He wants my car, He can have it. If He wants my furniture, He can have it. It was never mine. Never. It's on loan from Him. He gives you these things. But it's not for you to keep and hoard and say, Mine, mine, mine. It's all mine. No, it's all vanity. God wants to use you as a conduit. Give. He may want you to give it away. He may want you to bless someone. You know? And then He'll just continue to bless you and bless you to keep going, going. Give, receive. Give, receive. Give, receive. receive. The problem with the church is we've become such hoarders. This girl came to my house the other day, and I knew that she was a single mama, and she didn't have anything. And I asked her, and I'm not saying this to brag. I'm just saying a point. uh, I said, what do you need? She said, well, all I have is a bed. I said, follow me. I got that girl sheets. I got her towels. I gave her silverware. I gave her dishes. I gave her pots and pans. I gave her uh, just all kinds of stuff. Food, you know, uh, all kinds of stuff that she needs to get going. And she didn't even know me. So she looked at me and she says, why are you doing this for me? I said, because this darn 40-day team, (laughs) we have learned about hoarding. I said, now here I am in all this abundance. I have all this abundance. I got a drawer full of silverware. I've got all these plates and glasses and pots and pans that are just sitting there. And you're telling me that you're a single mama and you're alone and you don't have any of this stuff. And I'm sitting here with all this abundance. Woe unto me if I don't bless you with it. I said, that's what the body of Christ is for. We're here to share and to give away and to help others and to give back to our community. And see... What did that teach this girl? It taught her that's how God is. God shares. Okay, let's keep going. Now we're going into chapter 3. Ecclesiastes chapter 3. This is good this morning, Brad. Ecclesiastes 3. Come on, right, what we were saying, time to, rend, a time, to sow, time to keep silence. Time to keep and a time, time to, to speak. give.
0: sons of men that God might manifest them and that they might see that they themselves are beasts for that which befalleth the sons of men befalleth beasts even one thing befalleth them as the one dieth so dieth the other yea give all one breath so that a man hath no preeminence above a beast for all is vanity yes we're
1: all gonna die That's right. Who knoweth the spirit of man that goeth upward, and the spirit of the beast that goeth downward to the earth? Wherefore I perceive that there is nothing better than that a man should rejoice in his own works, for that is his portion. But who shall bring him to see what shall be after him? Wow. Come on now. When you die, it ain't going with you. That's what he's saying. Your spirit's going up. Let's go to chapter 4. Okay, remember earlier we talked about how in the world's way, in the kingdom of this world, we have to be better than the Joneses. And we have to have better cars, better houses, better this, better that. That's what this scripture is saying right here. Uh, again, I considered all the travail and every white work, that there, that this is man envied of his neighbor. This is vanity and vexation of spirit. If we let that spirit of I have to be better than the Joneses come in, that is a vexation of spirit. Because then we're driven to always be better, always look better. Look, if you've ever watched them TV shows like the ID Channel, that's a a lot of murders. A lot of murders is for this very reason. Let's keep going. Help me, Jesus. If one prevail
0: against him, two shall withstand him. And a threefold cord is not quickly
1: broken. Yes, amen. Now listen to this. Okay, we're going to continue with chapter 5 because this gets really good, Brad. Yes, Lord. Help us, Jesus. Make a promise to God
0: and nothing. Thou should it. shouldst bow and not pay. Suffer not thy mouth to cause thy flesh to sin. Neither say thou before the angel, and it was an error. Wherefore should God be angry at thy voice and destroy the work of thine hands?
1: Listen, when I hear that, this is what I think, Bride. I think, and I've I've seen this happen before. Well, somebody will say, Lord, if you will give me a home. I will serve you the rest of my life. They make a vow with God and do not fulfill it. He will want that to be fulfilled. And we will answer to him for those type of vows. In the multitude of dreams and many words, there are also diverse vanities. And fear thou God. If thou seest the oppression of the poor, and violent perverting
0: of judgment and justice in a province, marvel not at the matter. But he that is higher than the highest regardeth, and that be higher than they. Over the prophet of the earth is for all. The king himself is served by the field.
1: Hey, I just thought of something, bride. That scripture right there, I need to write that down. That is profound. If thou see the oppression of the poor, this is uh, Ecclesiastes 4, I mean 5, Ecclesiastes 5, verse 8. Remember when I taught you about the ecumenical movement and how their main tool of pulling these churches together under one umbrella, the interfaith movement is social justice. Let's all pull together and stand up uh, for all the injustice that's being done in the world. And what does God say right here in verse 8? Let's look at this. If thou seest the oppression of the poor and violent perverting of judgment and justice in a province, marvel not at the matter. For he that is higher than the highest regardeth there be higher than they. Bam! In your face. Who do we trust? God. We trust God. Instead of taking matters in our own hands like that. Alright, let's keep going
0: love of silver, shall not be satisfied with silver, nor he that love abundance with increase. This is also vanity. Verse 11 now. What goods increase, they are increased, beneath them. And what good is there to the owners thereof, saving the behold Wow.
1: that right there says it all, those few scriptures. Because listen right here. He that loveth silver shall not be satisfied with silver. I think of that song. Silver and gold My buy you a home. The things of this world, they will all pass away. Y'all remember that song? He that loveth silver shall not be satisfied with silver, nor he that loveth abundance with increase. This is also vanity. When goods increase, they are increased that eat them. And what good is there to the owners thereof, saving the beholding of them with their eyes? The sleep of a laboring man is sweet, whether he eat little or much, but the abundance of the rich will not suffer him to sleep. In other words, the more you have, the more um, that will weigh you down, the more responsibilities you'll have, the more that's on you. Uh, Will not suffer him to sleep. There is a sore evil which I have seen under the sun, namely riches kept for the owners thereof to their hurt. But those riches perish by evil travail. And he begotteth a son, and there is nothing in his hand. As he came forth out of his mother's womb, naked shall he return as he came, and shall take nothing of his labor. It's all vanity. Vanity, vanity, vanity. All right, let's keep going. He
0: the darkness, and he hath much sorrow.
1: riches and wealth, and hath given him power to eat thereof, and to take his portion, and to rejoice in his labor. This is the gift of God. Yes,
0: Lord. But he shall not much remember the days of his life, because God acts him in the joy of his heart.
1: Okay, pause. In other words, the it's not that having possessions is wrong. It's not that having great abundance and wealth is wrong. It's the heart of the matter. Does it have you Is it an idol to you? Well, how do you know if it's an idol? Well, it's an idol if it interferes with what God requires of you. It's an idol if you're so consumed with it that you cannot enjoy your family. If you're so consumed with it that you cannot uh, serve the Lord the way that He wants you to. You see what I mean? Anything that comes in between you and the Lord is an idol. Remember that. Anything that you lean upon for comfort is an idol. Did you know, and I know my mom was like this, she loved her house. It made my mother so happy to work in the yard. This was like her drug of choice. Working in the garden, working in the yard. But you know that can become an idol because you love it so much that you refuse to go to church. You refuse for people to walk in your yard because you've made it so beautiful. You refuse for your grandchildren to get out. You know, this is nothing to do with my mother, please. My mother is not like this. I'm just saying it as an example. You refuse for your grown grandchildren to run around the backyard and enjoy themselves because of your hard work and your labor and all the beauty that you have back there that your eyes like to look at. And you're afraid of what others will think when your grandchildren get out there and mess up something. Do you see what I mean? It's all vanity. What's the most important thing is when you're laying on your deathbed and you're sitting back and reflecting on your life. And you sit back and you consider, I didn't get to enjoy my grandchildren. My grandchildren literally quit coming to my house because I was so picky about my house. I could not even enjoy my family because I was so staunch on everything in the house being perfect. Don't touch this. Don't touch this. Uh, be careful. Do this. Do that. Everything was so precious. Nobody could enjoy their self there. That's vanity, people. That is vanity. When you're on your deathbed, you're going to consider these things. You're going to consider, I didn't get to hold my family. I was not able to be around my grandchildren because I was so picky. And it cost me my family. And now I'm on my deathbed and my grandchildren are not here. What have I done? I thought so highly of my house. I thought so highly that I lost the very thing that was the most important thing to me my family. See? That's what we must consider, bride. What is the most important thing to you on earth? We must get our priorities in order. We cannot put a house before God. We cannot put a a building before God. You know, sometimes we can do that in ministry. We can say, I love my building so much, I don't want drug addicts." drug addicts in it i don't want people that are dirty i don't want the homeless in there because god gave me this building and i want it to be beautiful and and i don't want anybody to hurt it well it's the same way with your own house i have my house it's so beautiful i want everybody to just look at mine mine all mine i want them to look at all of my beauty and all of my hard work that i've done And I don't want my children to come over here and mess up anything. See, it's vanity, bride. It's vanity. It's going to fade. And when you die, all that's not going with you. Enjoy your family. Enjoy what God gave you. And I want to encourage you on this too. If you have less than what the Joneses expect you to have, Or what the children of Egypt expect you to have? Because of the way that they expect society to look and to act and to have? And you have less than that and that has held you back and caused you to think that you're not special to the Lord? Be thankful today for all that you have. We're very thankful. And the Bible says for us to uh, be thankful and grateful. That's the word, grateful. Be grateful for what we have, but not be hoarders and not want it all to myself where it's mine, 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 and all mine. I've got all this abundance. I've got a drawer full of silverware and I've got all these pots and pans and all these beautiful pictures and everything is so beautiful. And then God sends a little girl over here that's in her young 20s and she has a home and doesn't have anything but a bed. And then I look at her like, look at all my abundance. You poor, pitiful girl. Over there with just one thing. And I've got all my abundance. Just look at all my riches that I have labored for. That's a stench in God's nostrils. He told us yesterday in Luke chapter 12, he struck somebody dead for doing that. Bride, he wants us to be conduits. He wants us to give away. It's not important. These things are not important. Ask that little girl, what do you need? Well, she's already embarrassed, right? Well, I only have a a bed. Well, let me take care of you. Give her sheets. Give her pots and pans. Give her your dishes. Give her silverware. Give her books. Give her all these things. What do you need with it? It just sits on your shelf. We have homes that are so abundantly blessed and it just stays that way. Why? When you die, it's not going with you. Ask the Lord today, Lord, how can I bless someone with my abundance? How can I give away today, Lord? Will you bring somebody to me that I can bless today, that I can give away to, Lord? And I want to pray for us right here. Because I think this is good. I feel a peace and a release on this. We all understand what the Bible says in Ecclesiastes. It's all vanity. When you die, you're going to die without it. Don't let it rule you, bride. Don't feel like you have to keep up with the Joneses. Don't uh, feel like you have to uh, be like everybody else. Just obey the Lord. Be a giver. And not sit back and look at all your wealth and your abundance of riches. And just sit there and hoard it. Bless other people. The Lord will give back. Believe me, there's nothing you give that the Lord won't repay. And that is the truth of it. And He will also test you. I have a friend that got tested the other day and bam, she passed the test. And the next day God just started pouring it out, pouring it out. So I want to pray for you, Brad. If this has become an idol to where you can't even really live because you have become so burdened down with material things, you work yourself to death. You will literally make yourself sick working two and three jobs because you refuse to get out of that big mortgage payment. You refuse to get out of your image that you have created for yourself. And how you look to the entire planet. I like looking like I'm rich. I like this image that I have created of myself. You know that word that the Lord gave me on uh, "We Are the Bride" U.S. The one about Ichabod. He says in that word, he says you have created your image so much that you love your image. And you will go into eternity with nothing but your own image. And you'll never see my image. Isn't that sad? We've got to get out of that bride. Let it go. Let your thoughts of how you should look to the world go. And get back to the word. Let's get back to basics in the United States. Let's get back to the cross. And get back to what God meant us to do. We've been so busy with signs, miracles, and wonders and trying to... Uh, go to the next level and, and, and go up and how we can be the best person now and you know all this other stuff it does nothing but build up your egos let's get back to the basics we are servants the body of Christ is servants we're not meant to be lifted up in pride we are meant to be in humility we are meant to go low we are meant to die get on our face Lord how can we be more like you How can we be more like you? Well, give me all that you have then. How many times do we see that in scripture, bride? Give me all that you have. Sell everything you got. Give it all away. Show me that I'm first in your life. That I will have no other gods before me. Show me that you love me more than anything else. He will have no other lovers before him. He will have no other idols before him. That's a house, a car, a wife, a spouse, a children. A neighbor's your own image is a God. We did that as an idol. Our own self can be an image. I want to please me, I want to satisfy me, I wanna I worry about what everybody thinks of me. It's mine, mine, my, my image. That's a stench in God's nostrils. We are of no reputation. We go low. We die. We get on our face. We repent. Do you know our life should be a life of repentance? We should always keep ourselves down and have a repentant heart before the Lord. Okay, so anyways, let's pray. And I want to make sure that possessions do not have us, that we are conduits of the Lord and willing to give away at his bidding. Lord, we just come to you this morning. We thank you for this Bible study, Lord. These Bible studies every day are so amazing. How they have to do with those idols. How you teach us the way that you want us to be. And why these idols are wrong. Lord, it's so amazing. Allowing you to correct us. And whip us. And chastise us, Lord. Thank you for keeping us on the right path, Lord. So sometimes... We're your children, and as you're maturing us, you have to whip us a little bit. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Help us to get our priorities in order, Lord. That our material things do not own us. That our image of ourself does not own us. That we neglect the very thing that you gave us, which is family. Lord, help us to be restored in our families, Lord. Help us to see that these material things are going to fade away. But family is with us forever. You are with us forever, Lord. You gave us these families. That's our highest priority, Lord. Nothing else on the planet takes precedence over that. Not even ministry takes precedence over family. Nothing. Nothing. God and family. And, Lord, I pray that you help us to be overcomers, Lord, and to let it go. That's the word of the hour. Let it go. And that we hear your voice, Lord. That we hear what the Spirit is saying to us in this hour. And that we will obey and not reason. Not try to reason it out or, or, you know, try to talk ourselves out of it. That we would obey you at all costs. And bring our image down. It's not about our image. It's about your image being seen through us. We are in him. We are in you, Lord. Hidden in your bosom. Thank you, Jesus. We worship and praise you. And Lord, I just want to say while we're here this morning. Before the throne, Lord. That we are thankful. We are very thankful, Lord. For all of our things. We're thankful for all of our material possessions. And Lord, please, we renounce anything that we have put before you and family. We renounce the attachment. We cast off a soul tie, whatever that is with our material things. We cast it off, Lord. We don't want the material things to have us, Lord. We don't want our own image to have us, Lord. We don't want a house to own us. We don't want a car to own us. We don't want material things to own us or even our own image, Lord. We want you to own us. Everything that we have is yours, Lord. We lay our house down in front of the altar right now. We lay our job down in front of the altar right now. We lay our car down in front of the altar right now. We lay our children down in front of the altar right now. We lay ourselves down in front of the altar right now. Lord, that's what you have taught us these 40 days. 40 days of beautiful, beautiful consecration before the throne of laying down these idols and these things that have held us back from the purity of the throne, from the crystal clear waters from the throne. We thank you, God, for revealing this to us so that we can be clean and cast those things off and say you're not going to hold us anymore what God has called us to is the most important thing our missions on the earth our destiny on the earth our family is the most important thing our relationship with God our family is more important than ministry business anything It's more important than anything. And Lord, we thank you for getting our priorities in order. We wonder, Lord, why the family unit has been under such attack of the enemy trying to destroy the family unit. Lord, we cancel that assignment this year in 2018. Right now, I feel this under the fire of God. Right now. We cancel that assignment of the assault on the American family, on all the families across the world. Lord, we pray that you open the eyes of your people, that they would see that family is a unit that you designed. We reject all forms of perversion against the family, against the family unit, all forms transgender homosexuality gender neutrality whatever the crazy names that the devil has come up with to assault the family unit we rebuke that we renounce that we cast that off we don't partner with it in these churches that are partnered with this we rebuke you in the name of jesus it is of the devil and we're not participating in that in the name of jesus we're casting that off the body of Christ. We renounce you and renounce that act in the name of Jesus. The family unit is God's will and it's God's destiny in the earth. And that is what we will defend till the day we die. And this is what the word of God says and this is the truth. And it trumps all that mess out there that's taking place. I mean, that's a stench in God's nostrils. That church in Washington, D.C. that is going now gender neutral. We rebuke you in the name of Jesus. That is of the devil. We're not participating in that. Hallelujah. Help us, Jesus, to get our priorities in order. God, family, then ministry, then business. You see what I mean? That's the order. We thank you and give you praise, Lord, because Bring our families back together, Lord. Restore our families, Lord. Help us to go to family members and ask them to forgive us for our vanity. Forgive us for our vanities. Forgive us for putting house before them. Forgive us for putting jobs before them. Forgive us for putting anything above our families, Lord, and restore the family unit, Lord. Restore the husbands and the wives. Restore the children to the mothers and the children to the fathers, Lord. Restore the family unit, Lord. Heal our nation and help the families, Lord, to stand up for righteousness and to stand up for the word of God and to stand up for truth and not even receive what the enemy is trying to push down the pike through the media, through the movies, through Hollywood. We rebuke you, Hollywood, trying to push that mess out to the people in the United States, we rebuke you in the name of Jesus. We cancel that assignment against the American family and tell you to come down in Jesus' name. Trying to push that mess out there in our country in the name of Jesus. God, heal our country. Heal us, Jesus. Help the churches, God, not to partner with this. Help them when they have the opportunity, Lord, to stand in front of the national media and they asked them in front of national media, is Jesus the only way to heaven? Help them not to sit there and go, well, and all this compromising puke. Please say yes. It is the only way to heaven. Stick by the word of God. Speak up for the truth. If God gives you the national platform, give him the glory and speak the truth. We declare that the truth reigns in this nation. In the name of Jesus. We refuse to compromise anymore. We refuse it. We rebuke it. We renounce it. We cast it off. We are done with the compromise in the United States. We are done. We are done with the attack on the American family. In the name of Jesus. I just feel that this morning. Lord help the parents. To not put their houses above their children. Not put their houses above churches or put their houses above their callings. Lord, help us to think so highly of ourself that we cannot obey you, Lord. We will answer for that, Lord, when we stand before you. We will answer for that, that we lived for the image of ourself. I have to have a beautiful home. I have to have a, a nice car. I have, to have, I have to have the right image of my hair. And, and I have to have the right clothes. And I have to take three hours to get dressed before I can even go minister. I have to look perfect. Lord, forgive us of that. Forgive us of this, Lord. Set us free. Help us, Lord, to put your agenda and your image first. In Jesus' mighty name. Come on now. We rebuke that spirit of vanity. It's all vanity. It's going to go away. In Jesus' name. Alright, bride, listen. I have enjoyed this today. Uh, This is our last week of doing it at this time in the morning. I don't know what time my Bible studies. Next week I'm doing one to start from Genesis and go all the way through. And we're just going to follow the leading of the Holy Spirit. And let Him teach us. We're not going by denomination. We're not going by anybody else's teaching. We're not going by that. We're just going to open the book raw. I like it. Raw Christianity. Organic Christianity. The Word of God. Come on now. We're going to take this thing. We're going to eat the scrolls starting next week. Now, depending on if I get this job and what I have to do there, it's a substitute teacher in my town. Okay? Whatever happens there will depend on if it'll be at the morning or the night. But I'm still going to do it because I feel led to do it, okay? So, we're going to dig in the Word. We're going to ask the Lord, all right, Lord, what do you want to teach us starting in Genesis? It's going to be great, Brad. All right, I love y'all, and have a blessed day today. God bless you, Brad. God bless you.